WKDW 97.5 FM, Northport Real Community Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pets Teach Us So Much Radio. Everett and Everett here. I'm Robin Everett. And I'm Joseph Everett. We are animal advocates, pet lifestyle experts, and pet trendologists, bringing you the best pet news and tips. Well, thank you, Joseph. You know, today on our show, we have fabulous photographer Mary Hone. She's going to be speaking with us uh, from the Midwest. She's going to tell us all about how to uh, photograph animals and about her subject uh, matter, which is wild horses. And um, the, the reason why we're having her on, not only is she a fantastic artist, but a portion of the proceeds is going to uh, Wild Horse Rescue. All my favorites. Photography, wild horse rescue. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know, Joseph. Plus, we have interesting (laughs) animal news from around the world. Now, if you think your little fur baby is sick, realize that our show is for informational purposes only. Get professional veterinary help immediately if your little fur baby is sick or hurt. Yes, thank you for that reminder. And, you know, we have tons of info today for dog lovers and for cat lovers and for... Manatee lovers. We actually do have a story about manatees. We love our manatees. If you're into Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest, find us at TPPC TV. We have a groovy page on Facebook, too. Check out the Pet Lover Crew. Like our page. Join in the fun. Comment on the show on our page. We would love to hear from you. If you have news or you would like to be on our show, send an inquiry to info at tppc.tv. Like Joseph. Now, before we get started, I think we need to tell people about where we transmit from, where we tape our show. It's the Common Grounds Meeting Hall. It's located at 12737 Tamiami Trail in Northport, Florida. It's a marriage of the Irish meeting halls of Dublin with the New York coffee houses of the 1960s. At night, it's a small 50-seat intimate performance venue with a state-of-the-art sound system for acoustic musicians, poets, comedians, and performers. Expect great music from top name, touring, and local talent, along with gourmet coffee and packaged snacks. During the day, Common Grounds is a meeting hall for a wide range of community and civic groups and educational programs. If you would like to find out more about the programs here, go on our website, which is kdwradio.com. Also, Joseph, I think we need to tell people that don't know that Pets Teach Us So Much is uh, here on WKDW 95.5. Radio, and do they know, you think that 97.5 is a completely volunteer-run organization? Well, they know now. (laughs) They know now that we're all volunteers, and we're all here on community radio to help our community. Yes, and you can do so by sponsoring our show for just $25 a week. And helping out everybody at the radio station and keep fantastic programming streaming to your radio and your computer all day long. Send us an email at info at TPPCTV for more information. And people, please stay tuned to this channel. There's so many interesting and exciting 
people that are on this radio station, there's all types of information. There's a show for everyone. There's a show for everyone. There's, you know, this great Tell oldies music. Joe the oldies Joe guy. Joe the oldies guy has a great group, has a great oldies show. You know, people, if you like the spin, the vinyl, Joe is the man for it. Yeah, so check it out. stay tuned and keep your ears open. I think we need to talk about... Um, Something very important, Joseph. Here in Florida, there was an incident where a bobcat lunged at a dog and got inside of a home. And what had happened was that there was a young fellow who was taking out his 10-pound Italian greyhound, Chihuahua Mix, Sammy the dog, out for his morning walk. Robert Morris opened the front door to his grandma's house and a bobcat sprung out of the bushes. The bobcat lunged at the dog, but the young man quickly nabbed the one-year-old dog, avoiding the attack and potential injury. Now, the bobcat wasn't done there. He got inside the house. He's about a 25-pounder. He was not fully grown. He darted in the house and circled the living room, ran out to the lanai where they actually uh, cordoned him off and called the Fish and Wildlife rescue from there. The Florida Department of Health in Sarasota County, the DOH Sarasota, reminds residents to avoid wild animals. There's a rabies alert for Venice and Northport. Uh, The Department of Sarasota uh, Health has issued a warning, and they did check the bobcat, and they they, they received the laboratory confirmation on Friday, December 30th, of rabies in that bobcat. Health officials say two bobcat attacks occurred within four miles of one another. It was on East Venice between uh, East Venice Avenue and US 41, approximately two miles west of River Road. So that rabies alert is for real, and it's in effect for at least 60 days for Venice and Northport. Now, also, what happened was the poor family now has to go for rabies shots. This was just in the paper today in Sun News. So I guess they did take a little trauma themselves. Well, I guess they're just being safe. I didn't, nowhere did I find any information that they were uh, injured at all. But if they did, if they did obtain any abrasions or scrapes or anything like that, you would, you know, unfortunately have to go through that. Just so you know, contact with urine and feces, though, does not constitute exposure to rabies, according for the CDC. Um, So they said, we debated about getting the shots since we weren't bit. We were on the fence, said Morris, who had noticed a bobcat. Uh, But um, she said, my son, Bill, insisted on getting the shots. I think it was a good call. Yeah, a good call. But I wonder what the procedure is now. Years ago, it used to be multiple shots in Mm -hmm. in your belly button or in your stomach area. It's very painful. It is very painful. Your stomach is a very sensitive area there. Well, the poor uh, fish and wildlife guy, he was scratched on the arm while wrangling the animal. So he was the one, I guess, who was at the most... So risk. all people in that area or in any area in Florida, if you had your little fur babies, just you have to be vigilant and you have to be careful, especially when you're walking at night or any time, because mm-hmm. this happened during the day and this or usually in the morning. Right. And usually a rabies type incident, they're not eat these the nocturnal animals not gonna be at night. Unfortunately the disease is gonna have them out during the day. It, well, it could be at night too, but a lot of times during the day. Yeah. When they should be, you know, in their little uh beds neeping. Yes, in their bunk beds. Do they have bunk beds, I, I the would, wild animals? I would be neeping. 
I'd be knee pain too. I, I mean, tell you, when I was a kid, and you know, my mom said or dad said, "Go to your room and you know, get ready for bed." <laughs> no problem. No problem for PJs me. PJs on and die, die, die. I was never one of those kids that was like, eh, I want to stay up. No. I'm like, all right, good, I'm tired. I love my room. I had so many cool things in there. And, you know, we didn't have electronics No, and but TVs I had little and, plastic army men, G.I. Joes, and I played, Legos. I played with my stuffed animals, and oh, I had to put them all in the my bag. My fire trucks. I had all my fire trucks underneath, underneath yeah. a giant. I had a giant headquarters underneath my bed. <laughs> Multiple engines, ladder trucks, rescues, so this, airport crash trucks, you name it. I had everything rolling. Boats, so you started at an early age oh, yeah. with your... Multiple, with, response, <laughs> multiple response unit I had there. I was able to respond to anything. Well, that's tremendous, Joseph. But my mother did get upset with some of the repelling I had with the G.I. Joes and other little things, off the lamps and stuff. Okay, and, so what were you doing? Well, in the cordon off living room. You know, the plastic living room where you could The plastic seat covered right, living room? Where you could not go into. I don't even know where we had that living room. I what know. was it for? We never. No, ours was cordoned off. It was too. cordoned off. It had the stretchy never, gate and the door could. Nobody, God forbid, you went the in the living room. What was it for? I don't know. You had to have a sprinkler head go off in there. Nothing would get wet. No, no. And you couldn't go in there. And if you did sit down on the furniture, you would exfoliate two to three Forget layers it. of skin. It used to stick <laughs> on you. doing a reenactment. It would stick on you. Lift your arm and. You yes. Have to lay your skin on those yeah. on the arm, and and so like think about it. They had to go someplace. Oh, I have to go someplace and go get these plastic covers made because each one was made. Joe, did you have one of those rooms the, like that? Did you the, did your parents have that when uh, you were a kid? They, we had some. My friend was loaded with them, and every time I went over the house, there was all of this plastic. I mean, it was incredible, and, and that was the living room where we used to listen to the forty five. Yeah, yeah. When we were in grammar school, and. Uh, I said, well, what do you do with this, you know, when you're tired of it? It's in excellent condition. Are you ever going to change it? Yeah. <laughs> it's brand new. I mean, now the I know why. The plastic was yellow, remember? The plastic yes. would turn yellow, yeah. but yes. and the people thought it was bad. But the people that picked up that furniture were getting brand new couches and stuff. Well, here's the thing. Did you ever... The, did, the, the cushion didn't have a chance to expand. Did you ever go over to somebody's house that had the lamp that was the oil drippy fountain thing? Yes, coming down the coming down the little... Oh, I got... Please. It uh, was hanging up in the corner with I've like the Venus de Milo in it with the one arm with the little plastic yep. plants around the bottom. And, and the little the oil dripping oil. down, the, dripping down the, the fishing line or piano wire or whatever it was. <laughs> Believe me, I've been in trouble for that too. Why? Because you stuck your finger in there. I stuck my finger in there, and I you, you know, got the oil all got over the, the oil place. And it, was, it was a hazmat. Well, I tried to wipe it, and you know, then <gasps> you again. didn't. When I was a teenager, my dad decided to get a silver Christmas tree mm-hmm. and put it in the middle of our big picture window. Uh huh. And all my friends used to come past the house to look at. To make fun of me. Whoever saw such a stupid thing in your life. You we know? had a silver Christmas tree. You know a silver with Christmas the, with tree? The, with the light yes. around. Yes. With the white. Yeah. My grandmother had a white Christmas tree. My mother tree. bought a white Christmas tree, too. But my oh, grandfather, right. no, I think my, it was my father or my grandfather had the silver tree. The we silver, silver or tree. now, you know, what's very in vogue is the silver or the pink tinsel, the green tinsel. There's a lot going on there. So you didn't know you were ahead of well, the times. Well, people, I'm going to bring us back <laughs> to Pets Teach You So Much. Oh, my gosh. But well, we it just brought back th- some memories of that sticky. I mean, yeah, I know. you couldn't. I mean, it was so uncomfortable. And then when you got up, you had a wet spot in your butt. It looked like you peed in your pants. And because the dog didn't even want to lay on it. No, nobody right. wanted to sit Oh, on the it. dog would never lay on it. But that was cordoned off. I mean, there was yeah. barbed wire stretched yeah. across. Sirens. Whoop, whoop, oh. whoop. 
And so, but what you landmines, what you're skirting you around is the fact that you weren't allowed to play with your toys in there. No. And I then was off. what happened the one time you went in there, Joseph? Oh, forget it. <laughs> I couldn't sit down for a week. No, but what did you do? Which, which you time? took your little toys, you told me, and you put them under a table or something. Oh, I always put them on the table. And the other one in there went completely ape, you know what? Because you left some in there and you got... I got caught. You got caught. I got caught. I left the one, one firehouse. I had a southern firehouse that I had <laughs> underneath the one lamp table. Mm-hmm. And I think my mother stepped on the one open cab that had the old little points and those, you know, the little lights and it stuff. It was pre-Lego stepping on. Yeah, she freaked. Oh my gosh! Well, I lost that engine. Well, we're gonna play that, that engine. That engine. That engine was yeah. a casualty of action. Yeah, sorry about that. We're gonna play Chirapu in a minute because I know everybody's waiting with bated breath. But I have to oh. get into this article <laughs> where this is. I, I'm telling you, this gave me nightmares, and it's still giving me nightmares. And I think about it occasionally, and it gives me such a case of the shkivats that this is like off the charts on the grossness scale. There is an invasive species now, which you know we talk about all the time, how bad these are. Well, there are these things called, they look like ladybugs. They're in central Texas, but they're called Asian lady beetles, not ladybugs. It's a copycat. Well, Asian I think a ladybug's lady, are kind of a beetle, too. Yeah, but, but these are, it these doesn't are, evoke the response. No, these are... Uh, these are freaky These are aggressive things. little bastards. So, I don't think you could say that, honey. Okay, aggressive little buggies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's what they do, these little guys. They uh, are not native to anywhere in the United States. Um, like the Japanese beetle that was initially introduced into the southern United States back in the 60s to help with pest control, that's not uh, what these are. They are actually invasive. So they are attracted to illuminated surfaces like sunlit walls. So they'll all like congregate if it, there's a sunny wall somewhere, kind of like stink bugs. Ugh. Oh. So what happened? Didn't your friend at work had a pet stink bug? He did. It was so disgusting because you could... <laughs> He, he felt bad. He found it in the building. All right, you couldn't squish it. And he, like, put it in his plant, right? So everybody's kind of, like, silently freaking out. And what was his name, Stinky? Of course. <laughs> stinky. And the kid put it in the plant. And, like, every day he looked like a Stinky there. And then one day Stinky flew off to some other part of the building, and he was all depressed. Like, oh, Stinky is gone. Well, it was a stink bug. I'm okay with that. Anyhow. So these little beetles, believe it or not, are also stinky. When they are squished, they release a noxious odor that can make you wretch. They also leave behind a yellow stain on any surface that they were oh. squished on. Avoid at all costs. Oh. Is that gross or what? So you know what? That's why I bought the bug vacuum. Yeah. What That's that? what you're supposed That's to kind do. Of, they kind of like bug bugs. Yeah. If they get all, they get what all it over called? the sucker place. Bug or? It's called bug sucker. Bug sucker. Yeah. Close. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, here is the thing that has got me off the chart on the Schieff scale. Okay, in Kansas, Kansas, mind you. Now this is in Texas. This is creeping up a bit. A dog known for chasing bugs around the yard, started getting sleep a lot more often and began skipping meals. 
The pet's owner grew concerned, but never expected this. Suddenly, the dog began foaming at the mouth. The owner was concerned, took the dog to the vet. There, the professionals found the shocking truth. 30 to 40 Asian lady beetles were hanging off the roof of the dog's mouth. Uh, I mean, is uh, there anything grosser? All right, this this gives me nightmares. And you sent me this article in the middle of the night because you were awake, and I read it, and I wanted to shake you awake. Don't send me this gross stuff because it gives me nightmares. Yesterday you were showing me an article about the, I mean, the the video. No, the video about the python attacking the alligator right here in Florida. And he, he ate the alligator. The python ate python the alligator. Ate the alligator. And this guy was riding his bike I mean, bike it was a by. smaller alligator, but I wouldn't mess with the alligator. No. So the guy got this video, and it gave me And he got off his bike on the trail, and he's walking in there. <laughs> that was a bold oh. move on his part. Don't you think? Uh, keep bold. We're on the radio. Yeah. So <laughs> let's play a little chew or poo. Give us a little chew or poo music, honey. Do, do, do gotta get a new theme song for true poo all right <laughs> so now this is all about the relationship between cats dogs and humans okay i'm gonna give you four questions for dogs and four for cats now the winner i'm not looking at your answers I, i'm I, watching I, the, the stopwatch t- okay all right <clears throat> the winner ladies and gentlemen if you are playing this at home keep track of your points because the winner of this game is going to win a no-expense-paid trip down the Passaic River in a cruise boat that we're going to handcraft. And they can float on down there in Passaic River, New Jersey, in the Passaic River in New Jersey. Okay. And they can look at the trash as they float by, and perhaps they will even glow. You know out. someone will call and want their prize. <laughs> I well, can't you have to believe keep track of the points. Is the employees eligible? Yes. Yes, because it is it is a no expense paid trip. So. <laughs> I'm not going there. So. There you go. <laughs> so here's your first question: Walt Disney's family dog was named Lady, and she was a poodle. True or a poodle? True. What do you say, Joe? Joe, oh. the engineer. Joe, we have one and one that is in fact true. The Lady and the Tramp was a yep. cartoon that came out then, but it was a Cocker Spaniel. It the was dog a, was a Cocker well, Spaniel. Well, Joe was right, because I'm going true because I knew he had a dog that was Lady, but it's not a poodle. No, it, it was. It was a Cocker Spaniel. No, it was a... It, but, the, but the movie was a Cocker Spaniel. Right. Okay, that's what Joe was probably thinking. Yeah, because it wasn't in the... Right. Yeah, here we go with the trick questions again. Yeah. I am reading <laughs> the question. Oh, you know, do not blame the MC. Oh, but you threw that out there, knowing that we bike, knowing that... That lady in the uh, chair uh, uh, That's one of your favorite movies. You have Lady. I you love have Lady. lady in the you chair. have Lady on your pillow I in your bed. When you make lady. the bed and you have a lady that's doll on your pillow. I can't actually that's my favorite. <laughs> Can I tell you? The dog was one of the first animals domesticated by humans. True or poo? <clears throat> true. Yeah, true. You're you're going with that. You're not gonna say the horse. I'm gonna go true with the dog. Yeah, dog. You're both right. I knew you tried, (laughs) but I knew the dog was here. I knew it. Okay, the next one. You are so cheap. (laughs) All right, look, you both get 10,000 points. You are the point cheapest person I ever pointed with. (laughs) It's very competitive up in here. The heaviest dog. I ever pointed with. (laughs) I get your point. 
the heaviest dog <laughs> ever recorded weighed 319 pounds. True or poo? True. That's pretty big. That's three. a pretty big dog. I'm going to go true. I'm going to do poo. A Warati or a, um, a, a math, um, what do you call it? Mastiff? Mastiff, yeah. Well, the breed isn't given, but it is in fact true. That the heaviest dog ever weighed was weighed in at 300 pounds. Maybe it was like one of them tiger lion things. A tiger lion dog? It looks like I'm going <laughs> to no, be. Well, they, they have them. So, I mean, I can't, that's, I can't fathom 300 and something pounds. 19, yeah. It looks like I'm going down the Passaic. <laughs> <laughs> you are allowed to take a guest with you. It was fantastic. I haven't trip. missed one yet today. The oldest dog ever recorded died at age 29 true or poo i'm gonna go true joe is thinking had to be a chihuahua or a minpin because <laughs> our dogs aren't going anywhere <laughs> oh, no, I'll, I'll true that you're both correct it is true the oldest dog ever recorded was age 29 did it say the breed it did not okay. what seven times 29 a lot, a lot. Well, seven, <laughs> seven times 30 is 210 Wow. Uh, minus seven, so that's 203. It's like a biblical dog. 203. Like 203 in dog age. Oh, okay. Cats, and now we're moving on to our cat facts. You get four cat facts. You guys are doing really good in the game today, I have to say. A cat will often meow at another cat and, and also meow at humans. So they meow at cats and they meow at humans. They just meow all over the place, cats. True or pale? Negative, Central. What is your thoughts there? Just, just they just walk up and just meow without first sniffing or doing anything first? Well, no, their means of communication with other cats are, are meow. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't know where in the conversation. I'm going to go true. They meow. How else are they going to talk? They go, like, hold on. Meow, 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 meow. Don't cheat with a cat. All right. And and when he wants to eat, what does he do? Meow. Meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Good one, Joe. Like dogs, Mm -hmm. barks are different. I Mm -hmm. think cats are the same way. I think they have a different meow tone. So do you... But they'll... they'll, I think Joe's Joe's saying true. Well, you are incorrect, gentlemen, because a cat will almost never meow at another cat. Really? Never. They will almost never meow at another cat. I did a not cat, meow that. A cat that, uses... That, that isn't a meow? That owns... Really, they meow at humans. Well... More than well, cats. Well, when I was working in the city... Yeah, I know where you're going. the window was open at night. They were meowing to each other. I'm going to well, leave it like that. almost never. That's right. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. We're moving on. <laughs> I don't know what they were meowing about, but they were meowing. Tom would be out there. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. A cat can jump as much as seven times its height. Oh, definitely true. True? I've seen that. What do you say, Joe? Going with true? Definitely. I set my my Hot Wheel track up once for Cat Cat. Cat Cat was sleeping, and I put the Hot Wheel track behind her butt, and I took the track all the way, kept putting it together, and I put it all the way up on top of my mother's brake front, climbed up on her on the on the table, Yet put, a again. Hot wheel, put a Hot Wheel car on it, let it go. It came flying down, hit Cat Cat in the butt, and Cat Cat leaped. But also Cat Cat knocked a couple things down, broke my one of my mother's elephant collections tusks off. And that was another 
couple days I couldn't sit down. How about the cat on television who would jump up to the balcony to get his treat? Yeah, there you go. That was like, you know, 30 feet in the air. Well, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. It is, in fact, true. <laughs> I know. Go back to the board. Uh, you have two more questions, Joe. Okay. A cat's brain is more similar to a human brain than that of, of. a dog. So cat go. brains are more human than dog brains. True or poe? I'm going to go poe. Poe. It's true. Oh, cat brain is more similar brain. to a human brain. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's oh. why. Why is it more similar to a human brain? Uh, because because the caddy. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a lady and a man type of thing. Venus and Mars. You know, you can't say that Joseph and Joseph are are cat people. You know, cat minded. Well, I can only say that uh, the question is a catastrophe because I can't answer it. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot answer all that. I really can't. But very good, Robin. Why? (laughs) Meow, 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 meow. Thank you. Here, here is your last. Do do not look over here. It is the last question. I'm looking at the time. A cat sees about six times better than a human at night. Yes, true. true. That's oh, definitely, definitely true. Yes, that is in fact That's true. true. It is in fact true. So you guys did very good. Give yourselves a round of applause. Accumulate your points. And hopefully by the end of the year, you can and win a trip. You know that the African cat, and I don't remember how to say its name starts with a C. It's got cat? tufts on the ears. Stop it. Right. And that thing can jump. A servo. Like and a, a really super high. I know which one you mean. It has a servo? No, it has the pointed fur on the ears. A servo. Yeah. Servo. Yeah. servo, yeah. Exactly. But that's also a badass and, cat, uh, too. And right underneath it, it looks like a regular house cat they have over there. Yeah. And, and they're just, they're called African wildcats. Mm-hmm. But if you look at them, they look like a tabby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. So they're, it, they're quite an animal. They really are. Well... You guys did great today, so congratulations on your fantastic round. Thank you. True or poo. Now, what else we have? We need to talk about manatees, Joe. Yes, we do. Because, I tell you something. Since manatee was our lover of animal today. Yes. How high can they jump? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that they took manatees off the endangered species list, but now they're like just... um, it's. I think they they're calling it something else. I don't can't remember what they call it. It's not endangered, but the thing is with manatees, since they're so slow moving, there's still so many less of them out in the wild, and it's very important that people be aware that they are in fact under attack from boat propellers, changing weather, red tide, and disappearing food sources. Take a guess at how many pounds of. Uh, aquatic plants a manatee eats a day. Ooh, I would assume a, quite a bit. 150 pounds. Wow. That's a lot. And it, so they're kind of nature's, um, nature's helper as far as eating the plants and, and keeping the waterways clean because they eat all the weed, uh, the weeds that are growing. They're like nature's little weed control there. So what they're saying is they have no predators in the wild, and that's why they are so slow. Manatees prefer shallow water where they can forage and rest on the bottom because they can't tolerate water temperatures colder than 68 degrees during the winter. They travel from the ocean to 
natural warm springs inland, or they congregate in artificial warm water sources, such as power plants in Tampa and Fort Myers. Now, when they swim, if you're in those waters, you're going to see a roundish ripple in the water. They're called footprints. And you might even spot a nose come up to breathe because they are mammals and they need to okay, get, yeah. you know, a little... Um, a little oxygen to keep yeah, going. a little O2. But they can uh, actually remain submerged for 20 minutes. If they do surface, they open their nostrils, and when they dive, they close their nostrils, which is yeah, kind that of makes sense. interesting. Yes. Now, they are pregnant for a period of 13 months. Oh. Isn't that amazing? Oh, my God, the poor husband. <laughs> the poor husband? That's what you think, the poor husband? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Poor mommy. Yeah, I thought so. And a manatee female gives birth every two to five years to a calf, which weighs 70 pounds when it's born. Wow. Yeah, 70 pounds when it's born. Well, the manatee is 3,500 pounds and then can grow up to 13 feet long. But they're pretty docile, right? They're very docile. And this yeah. is kind of to their, um, unfortunately, it's, you know, it's not helping their... Their existence. survival, yeah. yeah, their existence. And the calf can be up to three feet. So the calf stays with its mother for one or two years, and it does nurse at that time. Right. And um, it's located, they have, they actually nurse from the mother under the, they have uh, little uh, spots under the flippers that they can nurse from. Okay. And... The most wonderful thing of all is that you could see a manatee in captivity. Snooty has lived at the South Florida Museum for, uh, wild manatees live about 50, but Snooty's been at the South Florida Museum for 68 years, Joseph. Snooty, 68 years? Yeah, yeah. There? Yep. Well, how, how long did they, what's the lifespan of a... Well, it's 50 in the wild. It's 50 in the wild. Wow. Yeah, but well, Snooty's doing pretty damn Snooty's good. Snooty's doing... <laughs> now, when Snooty... You know, Snooty's been on TV down here quite a bit, and Snooty will swim up to the edge of the pool and put his little flippers up and open his mouth, and he gets some lettuce. So, I mean... Snooty knows how to work it. Snooty knows how to work it. This is very true. Wow. So, it, it is uh, important for everyone to keep their eyes open because yes, they went... Go ahead. No, especially if you're boating out there and... Yes. In your wake zones, and you know your, your you know your, your your spots that you're supposed to idle out, and I know you know we always see people. Some people just you know driving full too throttle. fast, you know not not watching them because now's the time they come inland. Yes, or, you know up for warmer water. So. Mangroves around there. Yes, so be careful of the manatees. Yes, watch out for manatees. Let's do a little celebrity pet gossip. Uh oh. Do what a little. Do do, can we have a do to do? Sure. Do, do, do. Thank you. Jerry O'Connell is an actor, and he has gone to the dogs. Once he posed for people in a skimpy red speedo, but these days O'Connell, forty-two, prefers nesting at home with a bevy of animals that includes three dogs and two cats. And no matter what he's wearing, they all get love. The critters shall. Uh, the critters actually. Um, Stay. They have the run of the house. He's married to Rebecca Romaine. What's he have a little dachshund? 
He's what got is that, a, an Italian Greyhound? or He's got a uh, Dachshund. Okay. He's, he's got quite a few different uh, pets, but... He's got that Phil face. Yeah, the Dachshund does. Yeah. Well, they're part uh, yeah. Dachshund. But he's going to be um, one of the MCs for the AKC National Championship, which airs January 23rd at 6 o'clock on the Hallmark Channel. So they were promoting that. But he is, in fact, an animal lover, okay. which is always nice to yes, say. Yes, it is. That they actually have an animal lover. you have any more celebrity gossip? Uh, you know, that's all I, I would like to do today. Well, I tell you what. I have a story here, which is pretty... I don't know. It's it's an odd story. It's an odd story. It was a pit bull that was euthanized after attacking the owners who tried to dress him with a sweater. A pit bull was euthanized after a harrowing attack that began when the owner attempted to dress the animal in a sweater. And this story is from Tampa Bay Times. It was a pit bull mixed. His name was Scarface. And uh, her 52-year-old owner tried to uh, place a sweater on him. And the dog went ballistic, nuts. went nuts. And her husband, 46-year-old uh, Ismael Guerrero, also was attacked as he tried to pull the dog off his wife. A third man, a 22-year-old man, was attacked as he tried to stab the dog, unfortunately, in the head and neck in a frantic attempt to stop the animal from attacking. So then the police responded to the scene, and Hillsborough County Animal Control officers used a tranquilizer gun, and uh, they call it a catch pole, to subdue the dog, which they put around the dog's neck. And what happened was they euthanized the dog, one, because they thought they couldn't trust the dog again, and two, for Mm -hmm. also the injuries that it had from the the, uh, other person with the knife Mm -hmm. trying to get the dog off the the, The uh, the lady. So here's the... Here's the question. I wonder if it was a rescued dog and if it had a bad experience or something. Yeah, because that is very unusual. That's extremely unusual. But, you know, that's the thing that you have to watch with any type of dog or animal. Oh, and especially a rescue. And especially a rescue because you don't know what they've, what they've gone through. If somebody yes. tried, maybe the dog tried to be was duct taped or tied up or and you know, put into a bag. You know, that's that could be, you know, something you're trying to put over the dog's head. Yes. Might have been something that somebody put the dog into a bag or, or a pillowcase yep. or something at one time. And this is, I, it, it, we're not reading this story because you know we are not. Oh, please. We are so against breed specific legislation. Definitely. And, um, you know, demonizing a particular breed. And I wasn't even going to read the article, but I said, let me put it out there on the, on the animal side. Yeah. And let people know, because I don't want anyone to ever say, you know, we've always been honest in how we report and I want to report everything. But there's more to the story and more information, obviously, with almost any type of story that comes out in the news. Yeah. There's always another side or, you know, more information that needs to be that be uh, brought forth. But it's just the first time I ever heard of something yeah. like that. Yep. I, uh, I thank you for bringing that up. Yes. Now, <clears throat> we need to talk about some options in dog shoes because there's a lot coming out in the market. And um, for those of us who have dogs who are chewers, um, we wanted to bring this up. Now, this kind of goes back to a story we heard from one of our friends. So this is why we're bringing all this up. They're having an issue with their beautiful Labrador. They said that the dog has started digging in the backyard. All of a sudden, the dog's digging. Right. What's going on? Yes. 
But what happened was, in talking more with the owners, that they changed the dog's routine. The dog is not getting the 4 o'clock walk that the dog always got because the owner wasn't feeling well. So the dog started acting out like a child. Yes. And wanted... They'll definitely do that. Yeah. So what we suggested is to have the dog... You need to replace the activity. Supplement that routine. Replace the activity, exactly. Bring the dog in, have the dog sit next to you, and give him something to chew, a hard toy and a soft toy, and let them chew. So here are some um, alternatives that are out in the market, and here's some new ones that we had not heard of before. One being goat horns. Have you ever heard no, of that's, this? That's the first dog chew that I ever heard of was a goat horn. A goat horn. Barkworthy's goat horns are composed of dense keratin outside layer with a nutrient-rich marrow inside. So Ooh. they're durable, digestible, appetizing, not to us, but and challenging wow. enough. So... I don't know. That's definitely an outside treat. What's out there? You know, there's all kind of hoofs and ears and stuff, and they just look greasy and messy and stinky sometimes. So, yes. Like with any chew, you have to watch your animal when you research it. And, you know, always follow up with your your vet. Yep. And see what they suggest. Yep. For what type of chews, you know, that are out there that are safe for your fur baby. But here was another new one. This is just kind of gross, if you ask me, but. It's a, it's go-go beef toothpick. It's smoked cow tail. It's oh. a full-length tail ranging from 9 to 16 inches on average. It's designed to promote healthy teeth and gums. The 100% all-natural crunchy beef chew tree is lean. It's smoked for savory flavor and provides a healthful source of protein. What do you think about that, Joseph? Uh, I guess if it works, but that's kind of gross I there. Know, I know, but hey. I don't know if I would give my dog a cow tail. I know. I, I mean, I don't want them to get the scent of the cow tail, even because, you know, dogs have such incredible sense of smell. Uh-huh. You know, you're walking your dog, and there's plenty of cows by us. I don't want them jumping <laughs> up and grabbing the cow's tail and starting gnawing on it. <laughs> Poor little thing, you know? Oh, there's some other things out there. There's... Um, Bargain Big Pet Products offers a USA large premium beef tendons now in a 60-count container. Then there's uh, bully sticks, which you really have to... With these things like tendons and bully sticks, you really have to watch your pets because they sometimes can't they can chew get, through it all. Right, and it, and it stays connected. And like with Shaw that time, it was down her esophagus mm-hmm. all the way down. Mm-hmm. And how she didn't have a gag reflex or anything with that is, I, I don't know if animals have the same gag reflex that we have, but I don't know. you pulled that out and that kept coming out. Oh my God, it was disgusting. She could have really Ooh. been, she could have died from that. She could have. It could have gotten lodged in her intestines. Oh, she could have been really, oh, I don't think she would have been able to digest no, that. It's gross. Um, also, uh, antlers. Now, just be careful with some of these really hard chews that they don't break your dog's teeth. I I am always nervous about that. They say they're safe for dogs. They don't splinter or end up a gooey mess. Well, dental care for dogs is really big now. And dogs do have the same. They can get cavities. They can get, you know, know, gum disease and things like that, gingivitis. They can get different things, too. You have to brush their teeth if you can. It's not easy. But this is what the doctors tell you. Um... Also, then there's a lot of uh, uh, man-made treats like rubber uh, chew toys, 
Um, here's a flavor it flavored and chews infused chew. Well, you got to watch the rubber toys too, especially if it's something from a you know a cheap from brand from a dollar store or something from China or some other country that's not yes. really has any guidance or any type of uh, you know in their quality mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. You got to watch that stuff, the paint on them and the stuff that comes off and them. You have and to know your dog. Pieces come out right. You have to you're like a Philomena. She's only a small men pin, but she can chew. Yeah. Through things that you wouldn't, you know, think. think a small dog like that would be able to do. Yes, and even like with Nyla Bones or Kongs or some of the better known brands out there, again, you really need to know your dog. I know what their chewing habits are. Uh, because if we don't watch Philomena, she will eviscerate the yep. stuffing out of a soft toy, yep. for example. And then she'll start to... Yep. You want to do a station ID? Yes, let's do a station okay. ID. This is station WKDW 97.5 FM, Northport Real Community Radio, and this is Pets Teaches So Much. Our guest today is Mary Hone. Mary Hone lives and travels full-time in an RV with her husband and two dogs. They travel the western U.S. doing art shows where Mary sells her photography and her husband sells his sculptures. They've been blogging for six years, and they write about their art adventures and, of course, their dogs on Tales from the Back Road, which is their blog. So welcome to the show, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi. It's so nice to have you with us. And we actually met Mary some years ago at a function, and she has two beautiful, adorable dogs. And, Mary, we were so uh, taken with your beautiful photography so tell us how and when did you start getting involved with photography? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for the compliment on the photography. Um, I've kind of just been dabbling in it forever, you know, when your kids are growing up, you're the one taking all the pictures. I used to joke I was never really on vacation because I was always one behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then as the blog started and I was taking more photos of the dogs and more photos of where we were going and just different places and it just evolved from there and uh, improved I think. It's absolutely beautiful. So tell us how your travel impacts your photography. Well like I said we get to go so many different places and we try to find different areas you know that we haven't been before this year we went up to Montana and spent time in some areas we've never seen and so it gives me a fresh eye and a fresh look on a constant basis. I can find new things, things I've never seen before, maybe a different animal, a different plant, a different landscape view. So it, it really keeps me with a fresh eye at all times. Mary, we totally understand. Robin and I are both are amateur photographers, and we love you know the things. Some people look at us, you know, you're taking a picture of a napkin and a fork with not understanding you know, what's in the background and, and what you're trying to do. What is some exactly. of, you know, it's fine. You know, we, we see things that other people don't say. And bringing that up, what's your favorite subject to, to photograph? Um, probably wildlife would have to be my favorite. Um, it's just, the, it's so in the moment. I mean, you catch that animal doing that particular thing at that particular time. Ever. Now, you I'm sorry, go ahead, Mir. A lot of it's, you know, being in the right place at the right time to find that particular animal doing that yes. thing. And so it's just really exciting because it's just so fast-paced and so spur of the moment. 
Now, um, we've seen uh, your photography, uh, you put quite a bit on Instagram, and it's absolutely beautiful. And your subject matter of late has been wild horses. So tell us what drew you to the wild horses. Well, I went out to shoot the the wild horses earlier in the year, and I had just heard that they were in this particular area. And I thought, well, that would be something different. I'll go see them. I like horses. I've always loved horses. So I went out to find them, went back the very next day to get more photos, um, and you just you just fall in love with them. The more you see them, the more you interact with them, it's just, you just become enamored with them. Now, you've been observing them through your photography, but what um, what have you observed about the family structure in the, in the horse herd? Good question. Um, it's very interesting. And it was very surprising to me. The, you just assume that the, the moms take care of the foals and that's their job and they kind of keep them close, which is true, and they do. What surprised me the most was that the stallions play a big part in the upbringing of the foals as well. I've seen stallions, like, discipline the foals. If they're further away than they think they need to be, the stallions will call to them, and if they don't come, they'll run over and get them. <laughs> and <laughs> you just got in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what happens... And, and I, go ahead, right? Go ahead, Mary. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I watched them. We were there one day, and there was an area where somebody had taken down an old barbed wire fence. It was just laying on the ground, and it, I thought to myself, well, that's probably not good for the horses to walk over and when the herd decided to move, they actually went around that fence. Wow. And there was another post, and there was a foal that was going to go the wrong way. He was going to walk over the fence, and the dad went over there, this guy went over there and got him, pushed him with his nose, kind of directed him around the post to say, no, this is the way we're going to go, and this is the way that's safe. That wow. is so cool. It's amazing. It's so, amazing. It is. Yeah. So, Mary, what happens when they're rounded up? Well, when they round them up, as you can imagine, first of all, terrifying. Um, they get out there with helicopters. They get out there with guys on four-wheelers. They also do have people on horseback. But, you know, the helicopters are flying low above them. They make them run. It just, wow. just terrifying to them. Yeah. I mean, just imagine what would yeah. happen if that was you. And it really, once they, they round them up, they... They don't care who they're putting in what pen. They don't care who they haul off. They don't care oh. what. And so these family bands are broken up. Yes, I know the, you're saying. Yeah, that's yeah. The mares are taken away from the stallions. The the foals are taken away from the mom. So the whole family structure is just disintegrated. And that's got to be a lot of trauma to the poor little horses too. Oh yes. You know, the Bureau of Land Management has been criticized for years at the way that they handle the Roundup. So I'm glad that you had seen it firsthand and that, you know, this isn't just something that people are reading about in a magazine. And there are a lot of celebrities, you know, Willie Nelson and his family is behind the... um, the improvement of the treatment of these beautiful uh, wild animals. So tell us what what you noticed about their habitat. Well, where I go see them, um, this particular place in Utah, there is so much ground out there. It's unreal. I mean, it's, there's just miles and miles and miles of just ground, a lot of nothing out there. But they still feel the need. There's actually going to be a roundup in February not the exact herd that I watch, but one that's kind of, an, they call it an HMA that's sort of next to it. And they're going to go out there 
comes down to the dollar again. Yeah. Exactly. It totally comes down to the dollars. Why the horses are not going to pay the BLM, but yet the ranchers will. So, Mary, tell us about your efforts to help them and what people can do to, to help save the wild horses. Well, one thing I've done is just bring more awareness to the issue. Um, I've written a lot of blog posts lately within the last year on the horses, my observations, my stories that I've seen about them. Um, the photography, a lot of people were never aware of the plight of the wild horses. They didn't know that these things were happening. They didn't know that these horses were rounded up and basically put in horsey jail for the rest of their lives. They sit in pens forever unless they're lucky enough to get adopted. So by doing these things, I think I've brought a lot of the attention you know, to the people so that they can actually realize what's happening out there. And I've written letters to the BLM and things like that. Well, you know what? That's the roundup part. I can only imagine about the the things that go on on uh, the gray area side uh, underneath the barbed wire. You could say there's got to be some type of trapping or killing of these horses too. I mean, because yeah. if they if it's if it's starting to get involved in their livelihood, their pocketbooks, in their pocketbooks. You know, right. it's, it's going to be things that's going to be done out there that's not up to yeah where it should be. Right. Well, thank you for discussing this with us, Mary. Now, uh, you can find out more Tales from the Back Road, and you can also buy uh, photo prints at Mary Hone Photography. Thank you so much for joining us, Thanks, Mary. Mary. Have a good day now. Okay. Thanks, you guys. All right. Bye-bye. I mean, wow. we've another, been talking another, about this for years. Another story. Another one yep. of those wild stories that when we get done, we just yeah. kind of you feel sick to head. your stomach. You shake your head. That's the truth. Well, Joseph, tell us, what did you learn from our pets today. What did we learn from our pets today? Well, I tell you what. I'm glad we have a screen on our lanai because I have a habit of falling asleep with my mouth open and I don't want to wake up with a mouth full of ladybugs. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. <laughs> oh, that's the, oh, that story, that's one of those stories that will stick with me forever. It, it was just it will traumatize it just, me it was, forever. It was just it was just one of those things. Yeah. That just... That it was just, gross. It was, it was cringeworthy. It was schivats. And for my Italian friends out there, they're going to know what schivats is. <laughs> schivats. Yeah. It's a New Jersey <laughs> word, maybe. I'm not really sure. Uh, it's, you know, kind of... Uh, it's in the gray area of vernacular. And, you know, the other things, too. A horse is like... Uh, he's, he feels like he's prey, right? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's got a flight. Yeah, he's yep. going to... So when these helicopters are coming down and these guys are coming with their four-wheelers and stuff, they think they're going to be eating. They think they're the next thing on the plate, you know, the next meal. And then the poor little, you know, the poor little baby horses and stuff that are that are with them, the families. That's got to yeah. be really, like yep. I said, traumatizing and traumatic. To and the, then they to get the pens because you know the the ranchers just care about clearing the land for their cattle. And then they get penned. Some of the mustangs get adopted. You see the brand on their neck, right? That well, you know what, honey, this can go, this this is really, this, you know, you can't put too much on the ranchers because this goes in a lot of different directions. This goes to how we're outsourcing a lot of things, too, to other countries. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what I mean? It's just saying, you know, it's just, it's just involving. Maybe, you know, you're saying the ranchers are, you know, because their area and they have X amount of room for them to graze and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that's all because of the fact that it's just not enough. We're just not yeah. taking care of our own and our, you know, without getting on our so we're going to need, soapbox we're, here. We're going to have to produce Soylent Green <laughs> because <laughs> we need the property. Can I just, do we have two seconds I can yes, bring up do. one thing? Yes, we do. So... You know, when you go through any of the big box stores and you walk past the um, children's areas and you see the shirts that the kids are wearing, I have to say, what drives me nuts is, I'm a superstar, I'm a rock star, I'm, the, I'm awesome, I'm the best kid ever. I'm, I'm a hero. So, I'm the hero of the story. So this is a, a style magazine that just came out and there's a young woman you know she's like in her 20s going to work out and she's got a shirt on and it says i'm the hero of this story so it's not like even a kid it's like now these kids are growing up and they still need to wear these life affirming shirts i'm so great <laughs> oh. just, I, I just I, if I wore this shirt, all right, people would look at me <sighs> like I need to be in a straight jacket. Safety pins and played out. <laughs> I just, and I, I was all, just so taken aback. That's is all, all I have. Thank you for listening. On I feel that. Okay. This is WKDW ninety-seven point five FM Northport Real Community Radio. Uh, so if you love pets and you want to help us continue supporting them, like the TPPC page on Facebook, please. For Robin and myself, Joseph, thanks for spending some time with us and discovering pets teach us so much. Tune in same time next week for more fun and mayhem. Be kind to your pets. And until next week, woofie woe. Smarter than he, and we know Flipper lives in all.